Hello and uh, welcome to uh, this week's Skill Check, the uh, gaming mental health podcast from YMCA Exeter. And um, today it's going to be a bit of a a strange one, and I mean a strange uh, skill check uh, compared to normal. And that is because I I don't have my co-conspirator with me today. Um, It's just myself, Uh, my name is Andy McCulley. And uh, normally I have Zach uh, joining me, well, I join Zach uh, via Facebook video. Uh, Obviously due to these crazy times that we're living in, we uh, are not in the same room together. We uh, normally chat about all things computer games and uh, well-being, mental health and basically uh, everything in between. Uh, over the Facebook link, but unfortunately, Zach is ill today, so, uh, Zach, get well soon, get better soon, which leaves me here today, and when, and thankfully, I had a heads up that, you know, that poor guy, uh, is going, was probably gonna not be able to make it, there's some sort of throat, coughing, talking issue that uh, I believe he has and well when you're not able to talk without coughing up your guts it does make something like this a little bit more difficult to do so I decided to jump on see what I could make of this you know in single player mode and as a result of you know, going single player, I thought I'd talk about single player games today. And five, six single player games that are worth checking out. And the rule is, well, there's a couple rules I kind of put in around myself, is that I couldn't go down the really obvious route. I couldn't uh, go, go down the we were talking about Grand Theft Autos, I couldn't talk about Cyberpunk, I couldn't talk about uh, Elder Scrolls, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't talk about anything that obvious. Um, because, you know, you could just type in single player games on the internet and you'd be greeted with all the kind of really big single player games anyway. So I thought I'd share a few of the ones, kind of a few of the more random ones out there. Um, but with all that in mind, I've set myself some, some, um, rules. The first one I'm going to, uh, discuss is, uh, well, I'm going to break them already. And that is Zelda Breath of the Wild for the Switch. And that is because I reckon this is going to be the year where if families don't get a PS5 or a new Xbox, they're going to get a Nintendo Switch. That is just what they are going to to have, and so therefore, yeah, we 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 need to talk about that a little bit. We we need to say Zelda is one of the games you are going to come across, and. It's massive, you know, I mean, 
yes, I know that Zelda 2 is just about to come out. I've personally not played that. I, I've not seen that much about it. I'm sure it's huge. I'm sure it's massive. The new Zelda game is a prequel to the Zelda game that's on the Switch. And my days, it's it's massive, it's huge, it's crawling. I'm trying not to talk spoilers too much, but basically you wake up as a hero. You're not altogether sure who you are, you're not altogether sure who your name is, you're not altogether sure why you're waking up in the first place. All you know is that something happens, well... Actually, you don't know that to start with. As time goes on, all you know is something's happened in the past, something bad, and basically you've got this massive open-ish universe to explore. Uh, there's weapons that you can pick up. There's weapons that break when you use them too much. There's monsters to run away from. Apparently you're meant to fight the monsters, not very good at fighting the monsters, so therefore I run away from them instead. You've got uh, food to make, there's so many side quests, and I'm sure if Zach was here, he would be able to tell you all about the ending of the game and things like that. It's, but it's me, and all I'm going to say is it's a massive game, and yeah, give me a break. And yeah, if you want side quests, it's the the sort of thing to kind of go down um but also on the adventure uh gaming genre another uh, series of games to look out for are the final fantasy series of games and final fantasy is a gaming series that is out there on almost any and every platform imaginable They've been going for years. Basic, your basic setup is you basically you control a crew, a crew, a crew, a crew, a crew. Let's go with that. You control a crew of people uh, or a team of people, and you, you kind of take turns and kind of control. Well, you kind of control one person at a time, and they all kind of go around the world with you. You either talk to people. Uh, work things out, complete other quests, and then you've got the team combat, which basically means you, you get to choose which character within your team to and what skills they have to use on whatever monster or enemy or whatever you are fighting against. Now, I have to admit, I don't have a huge amount of experience with the Final Fantasy games. Not the Final Fantasy series of games themselves. This was this talk about Final Fantasy was a uh, recommendation that came my way. I thought actually that's a really good shout. What I do have experience of is uh, the Kingdom Hearts series of games. Now I'm not going to explain uh, how Kingdom Hearts works, as it mostly works exactly the same as Final Fantasy, and it includes most of the same characters as well. Uh, but the reason why you may be interested in Kingdom Hearts over Final Fantasy is quite simply is if you know, if you enjoy, if you like any Disney characters, the chances are this will give you either a chance to meet them or go to a world that they live in or 
get to have them as part of your team and you get to like choose special skills and you get to fight as that particular character in that level. Also worthwhile mentioning that you get to fight a couple of uh, Disney related bad guys as well and that is always fun. Moving on, uh, it's a slightly different uh, type of gameplay uh, and that is Ghostbusters. Now, if you are a child of the uh, 80s, 90s, like me, Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters movies, Ghostbusters cartoon show, they were huge at the time. And my days, I loved it playing up, playing up, growing up. Um, I'm obviously talking too much, obviously not used to just my voice and who knows what's going, coming out. But yes, Ghostbusters. And the, the original Ghostbusters movie was massive. You know, if you've not watched Ghostbusters movie, it's one of those 80s movies that's worth a watch. And there's also Ghostbusters 2, which, as a child at that time, I loved it. Apparently, wasn't received as well. And there were plans for a third Ghostbusters movie, but that never really kind of happened and never really became a thing. And yeah, and that's basically how it stayed for many, many years. And then you have this Ghostbusters computer game that was uh, released oh, originally quite a few years ago now. Uh, it's been re-released with kind of more update graphics for the more modern up-to-date consoles um, as well as computer as as well as PC. And yeah, that is is basically the continuation of the Ghostbusters movies. Um, how it stands in line with the latest one or the one coming out next year, I don't know. Um, that's probably a discussion for another day. But yeah, it's it, for a long time it was the closest that we'd ever come to to a third Ghostbusters movie, and it plays like one. It the story is Ghostbusters three. If you look at the rumours about what the Ghost, but the third Ghostbusters movie was going to look like, and compare and contrast it with the video game, you'll see there's some definite plot similarities between the two. Uh, worth a play for anyone who is a Ghostbusters fan. Uh, basically, you don't get to be one of the Ghostbusters characters, but how they work it is you are a new recruit who joined the Ghostbusters team. And I'm not going to tell you where it goes from there. But yeah, you do get to, to uh, play against all the, uh, let's say, old favourites, shall we? The next one in my series is another kind of nostalgia trip, and that is The Secret of Monkey Island. Now, for those who aren't sure what I mean, The Secret of Monkey Island was basically the game that kicked off a lot of games uh, very similar um, back in, well, back in the day. And basically, the setup is you have a character on a screen, you get to click uh, where that uh, character walks to. And there's a series of commands also on the screen, such as uh, open, push, pull, talk. 
uh, you, the ideas, you click one of the commands, you click an item on the screen, and you see what happens. Secret of Monkey Island, plenty of puzzles, plenty of uh, whimsical characters to uh, interact with, uh, whimsical uh, situations to get yourself into as well. Fairly certain there's uh, one involving yourself, a cannon, and a hard hat, or a coconut, or something like that. And I'll leave you to work out uh, where that uh, um, leads to. So that is Secret of Monkey Island. It's available, it's not as easily available as it used to be, but if you are a gamer with uh, Steam or accounts or uh, GOG.com, it's probably on there as well. It's very much kind of one of the older games uh, to look out for. Um, but yeah, very kind of nice, lighthearted, and if you like pirates, or, you know, not particularly serious pirates, Secret of Monkey Island is a good place to start. Now, I have... I've got to admit, I broke a rule. Again, so originally I was going to say just five single-player games to look out for. I've done three. I'm now going to talk about another three, um, which makes it six. I just couldn't choose. I think I found Ghostbusters late in the day, and I could not not add it. So, first one. Um, so, oh, I always forgot to say that the following three all kind of sit in, I guess, the horror game uh, genre. I would personally say that it's more kind of gentle horror, more like uh, Doctor Who in style, uh, mostly. Uh, but yeah, if you're ever unsure of if a younger person should be playing the game, or if you're not sure if you should be playing the game yourself, it's definitely worthwhile looking into it yourself and stick it into Google and just to double check if the sort of content is actually going to be good for either you or people who may be uh, playing it or watching you play it. So the first one is Guilt. Uh, well, I call it Guilt. I have no idea if that's how you actually pronounce it. It's spelt G-Y-L-T. And um, it's a little bit of an odyssey on this list in that it's a Stadia uh, exclusive. Basically, uh, and again, not wanting to give too many spoilers away, uh, the concept is around dealing with, with with bullying um, and what school can look like to people as well from, from what I can tell so far and you control a young girl who's searching for her cousin uh, her cousin uh, has disappeared she's uh, putting up uh, lost posters and events transpire which lead her to like, so the game starts when she's out of town and by the time she returns to town, doesn't look exactly how she remembers it. Looks like how it looked a month ago, about the same sort of time that her cousin's been missing. And you've got this mystery that builds up and there's monsters and things like that as well, um, which uh, are come out hunting for you, which is nice. Um, but from what I can tell so far, uh, as far as the horror element of it goes, um, it's more kind of akin to kind of Doctor Who style of horror. 
Little Nightmares is another game I've been playing quite a bit of recently. And uh, that is, yeah, it's a bit of a puzzle platformer. Uh, if you look it up online, it does uh, talk about horror as well. Uh, there is probably some content that you need to look out for. It's It is more on the creepy side of horror. Um, nothing too too horrific, nothing too heart beating, but there is the occasional scene. There's a, the occasional uh, un uh, I guess undertone of slugs or something potentially a bit more horrific going on there. In that uh, you play you play again a, a young girl um, who you never really see her face off at least to start with anyway, and the art style. Um, is very much of one of where she is very small compared to her surroundings. So a lot of the puzzle elements come from that, uh, as well as the creep factor that uh, comes into play. And last but definitely not least, if you get a chance, check out Hello Neighbor. It's yeah, it, it's, it's a computer game equivalent of hide-and-seek, where the idea is something horrendous happened, or we think something horrendous happened in your neighbour's house, and it's very similar to kind of the typical kind of family movie uh, plot, where there's a mysterious house, you, the child, decide to go and investigate what happened. And you cannot be caught by your neighbour. Why the, say, character doesn't uh, talk to the police or, you know, another form of authority about it, I don't know. But I guess that is how these sorts of uh, movies work. But yes, that is my top six. Um, I do have a list of uh, honourable mentions that I probably should mention. Uh, and that is Skyrim, that is as any of the Assassin's Creed games, Witcher 3, Cyberpunk, any, almost any old school uh, Sonic, any old school Mario um, platformer, uh, if you've got a Switch, it's almost worthwhile getting a Switch online, and that gives you the access to uh, many, many old school Nintendo, Super Nintendo games, which just... Yeah, you've got your pick of old retro platformers uh, just there for the taking. And also, I've mentioned Child Light a few times before over the last few weeks. Uh, yeah, I would always recommend that as a single player. But yeah, that is my top tips for single player games to look out for. It wasn't just Zach that I'm blaming uh, for this concentration on single-player games, uh, there was, and I'm desperately trying to find the link, but there has been some research recently in, actually, whilst multiplayer games do seem to get a lot of the headlines and a lot of the, um, what's the word? A lot of the kudos, it's cool to kind of, uh, be a multi, like to join it, join, to join in with friends on a multiplayer, game, that's where a lot of the talk seems to go. There have been studies recently to show that actually a lot of people like myself do like 
single player games quite a bit and reasons for that i've just found the link uh reasons for that are things like you don't know how long you're going to be playing for it might be five minutes might be 20 minutes might be two hours and also yeah if you're stuck actually it takes a bit of time to kind of go away look up what you need to look up for on google things like that but uh, yeah there's lots of reasons out there why single player games should um be given the time of day and uh, i hope you've got a list there of their games to look out for so on that note i'm going to finish up and say uh, thank you for listening to uh, skill check um from the ymca exeter you can find uh, more about ymca exeter on various social media handles come say hello to us on inst- on instagram uh, or on uh, ymcaexeter.org.uk. Uh, please subscribe to Skillcheck on all your favourite podcast platforms, uh, including Apple, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening. See you now.